And you are from Kinshasa. I from think. Kinshasa, that's where I, I came the from. The capital. Yeah. The capital, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long ago did you arrive in Ireland? Oh, it's been uh, about 15 years now. About more, 15 more, years? More, more than 15 years now, yeah. Yes, and how was that to get here? Was it a big shock, a cultural shock? Yeah, like everywhere you go uh, in the world, you, you you discover new things that you not, you never saw before. And new ways of th- of thinking, new ways of doing things, new ways of people thinking. So yeah, yeah it's almost like a, a like a new challenge. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. And did you speak English when you arrived here? Yeah. Before arriving here, I, I went in. They call that uh, Engl- English language school. It's called the Young Leader School back home. Uh, that's where I kind of got interest in, of English, and I spent like. Just one year of learning English, and okay. I had a lot of a lot, a lot of interest in English. Okay, that's so good. I spent like all my time learning my on my own way, like doing my own researches to learn words, to learn uh, idioms, to, to learn as phrasal verbs, all those kind of stuff that, that mm. to improve my English. Then when yeah. I came here, that was a completely new thing because the, the Irish accent was completely. <laughs> new thing for me i couldn't yes. understand what they were talking that's mm. why i i really underline what you said about a cultural shock i could say like yeah. because i had my english but the irish english was completely, completely new different. thing yeah. completely different i couldn't understand them and they couldn't understand me it took me ages to yeah. to know how they talk and to establish my own way of talking as well to them so that they can understand me. Other things as well, I guess, like food, the weather, was that difficult? Food wasn't a problem because we have African shops here. Even some Irish stew, yeah, yeah. There, there, was, <laughs> there was no challenge eating Irish stew. But the main, the main, main concern was the weather. The weather here was, oh my God. That was my first time uh, facing four seasons in one day it was a challenge was it in the winter or do you remember that was in the month of may that was okay even even that i could feel like month may back home month may is just almost saying hallelujah because it's it's sunny and it's really really hot here i know it's summer almost summer the amazing thing was even though it was the month of may you could still have rain you could still have i don't know cold Time all, all this in the month of May. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> so that must be very difficult to get used. That was. To. That mm. was. Yeah. Mm. That was. But you got used to Ireland. Oh, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. And you have a family here now. Exactly. Yeah. Established. Yeah. Three beautiful children. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All three born in Ireland. They are. Yes. Thank yes. God. Yeah. And are. you were a musician when you came here, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was playing music since my childhood, since my teenage. Almost my teenage years, yeah, I I loved because my my mother, say my parents, they're from Catholic, and my mother was singing a, kind of in a Catholic uh, small um, group, mm-hmm. and we all grew like singing choirs, all this kind of stuff, and I I, I developed my interest in music since mm-hmm. my childhood, uh, yeah, discovering playing different instruments since my childhood. I grew up like that until having. A part of my life spent in a big band in, yeah. in Congo called yes. Zaiko Langalang. Very well known band. Yeah, yeah, in it's Congo, a very, very, yeah. very known band. And in yeah. Belgium as well. Too. In the Belgium as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 indeed. So, did you come across Papa Wemba then? In the uh, Papa Wemba actually came from that, that, that band 
originally because they're the founders yeah. uh, of that band, co-founders of that band. Yeah. I only played with him once in okay. in one concert we, we were playing somewhere, and he just came to sing one song, and that's the only time really I played All right, okay. with Papa. But I never really no. worked. But with music him. is a big thing in Congo, isn't it? Music is, after God, I would say music is probably the third main interest of Congo. I know school is the main one, I would say, after God. School, then music, I would say. Congolese population is almost overwhelmed with music yeah. from the lullabies uh, of Congolese women singing for the kids, yeah. for the babies, to all the elderly people enjoying, still enjoying the the music. Yeah, yeah. and you brought that over to Ireland and you brought your family up in a very musical way. Yeah, I grew up musician, even though I didn't mean to be a musician, but it was just natural for me to mm-hmm. be a musician. Mm-hmm. I said, one day I know I will, dis- be, I will disappear, I like everyone else, I, I, I won't be living anymore, but what will my children remember me about? I said, even though I don't have a lot to give to them, I have something, yeah. which is music. And beside Beside God, who is my main interest, yeah. music is the second thing that I, I could give them. Yeah, I brought them to the to the Lord. I, I they have with me in the church. They playing with me in the same choir. And I say music is the second thing that I'm giving to my kids. Your kids are pretty amazing. I've seen them perform. Okay. Yeah. The, did you teach them all all these things? Like you have a, a little drummer boy. How old is he now? He's ten. He's 11 now. He's 11. Yeah, he's 11 now. Yeah, it's a long story. My first one, I taught him how to play drums. We had a guy in the church playing before who couldn't make it anymore, and we had no drummer in the church. So I trained my bigger boy to be the drummer. At the same time, there was no one playing with me. I said, okay, I need now to, to, do, things, to do things differently. Then my little one was playing the conga at that time. He was just playing the conga, uh, like small drums. Yeah. How old was he then? At that time, he was five, I would say. At the age of four, he was all the, the, the culture disappeared at home. Like, <laughs> like you couldn't see forks, knives. He could use them to, to play the drums. Like, he was banging them every like. Yeah. But yeah, by the age of, age of five, then, when actually, we were in the choir practice. What happened? The big man, like my, the first one, went yeah. to the bathroom for a while. And the little one just came up in the drums, out oh. of nowhere. That was oh. just in the middle of the practice. Then the first thing that I could see, I could hear him play the 4-4 four, four beat perfectly. It was wow. just... I was like, okay, we taught you all this kind of stuff, like, <laughs> and the fields and everything. Like, so he was already amazing before even I started teaching him. Yeah. Then I decided to start teaching them. I, teach, I was teaching him the, 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 the drums. The main one now, I, the, the first one now, the big boy, I changed, uh, I started teaching him the, the bass. Yeah. My middle uh, child, the, the daughter, yeah. he, and I, I started teaching her the, the the guitar. Yeah. The middle one, the voice was not that good for singing. What we did was we bought a lot of high school music, kind of DVDs and CDs. Okay. And then she started learning to copy singing from them. And then what we decided, my, myself and my wife, to put her in a music school. That's where she goes to, yeah, to, they call that Cox City Music School. That's where she learns yeah. her singing and the instruments. I look, I look after myself. 
Wow, and you did a fantastic job. I, I tried, though. I yes, tried. Yes, because they're all performing with you. Yeah. And your daughter did something very special last yeah. year. Yeah. Tell us about that one now. Last year, actually, that started two years ago. Yeah. She won, like, under 10 singing comp- competition. Yeah. She won that in her music school, all those kind of stuff. And two years ago, she was sent to Europe, the late toy show. Well, she didn't get through. Why? Okay. Because she was just too good. That's what I heard. Then, last year, she was now having another, another audition for Eurovision. They call that uh, Junior Eurovision. Yeah. And she went through it from the first stage up to the semi-final yeah. until the TV shows wow. up, up, uh, up in Dublin in yeah. RTE. And she didn't only sing in Eurovision, she sang in Irish. She did, yeah. So, we had to write a song. And she had to give a contribution to it. We wrote something in English about having believing on yourself in Christmas time. Like so, we had to write something in French. In French, we got it translated. I got the music uh, recorded. And who translated it in Irish for you? Was it? Uh... Oh, that was a long chain. Thanks to this integration in the country where we are, that helped me to have Irish friends when I needed something to to get translated from English to Irish. That was so easy. Yeah. Everything went smoothly yeah. to the recording. All the Irish friends really helped me. I yeah. really and music is a fantastic thing to integrate in Ireland. Not only in Ireland, though. It's like music, everywhere. music, exactly everywhere. Yeah. Music doesn't have any language. It's a universal language. Exactly, universal language. We don't. We, we might. We might be different in talking in our audible languages, but yeah. in music, when you play yeah. your notes, do, C is C. Yeah. Maybe it's called Do in French or whatever, but it, it's, it, it sounds the same. the same. And you do feel a bit of the Congolese tunes in there, don't exactly. you? Yeah. Exactly. Not in Irish. Exactly. It's fantastic. That was actually the, the purpose of it, because the guy who was helping me for, he's called Oliver King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like, okay, our song was completely written in <laughs> European pop. Yeah. I was like, it's good, but look, you know, you are from Africa, you know, you need to have some touch of Africa yeah, in that right. Then we had to redraft it differently oh, okay. so that we incorporate some Irish influence, some African, mostly Congolese, Congolese African yeah. influence to, to make it end up like pop song with all these different influences. Well, you did fantastic job with your children. Now, what does Africa Day mean to you? Okay, Africa Day. It means a lot. It means a lot in terms of one day, let's say, for example, one day, a guy was telling me, he's, <laughs> that guy is from Europe. I don't know which country. was. Like, yeah. Oh, why Africa Day? They should be doing European Day, American Day, Asian Day, and all this kind of stuff. Why only Africa Day? I was like, okay, man, Africa has a story, a long story. Mm-hmm. I know... Every continent has a story, but African story is kind of an amazing one. African people are everywhere in the, in the world. I think celebrating that day means a lot in terms of we African to remember where we are from. I know many people, even people playing music, let, let me go for example in that area, you'll see a, an African guitarist 
saying like, oh, you guys, you always, you always play your African grooves. You should go to funk, jazz, stuff like that. I just say, you guys, you're ignorant. <laughs> you're ignorant because you should keep your roots. Absolutely. Whatever you can add up on that is that effusion. You're going to c- come with something called fusion music rather than, okay, just play uh, European music, forget your own roots. So African Day, as I was saying, is first way to remember where we come from. A second way to remember that where we are, what are we doing? What is our contribution to the society that we've met in this place? And how can we make this society different in our own thoughts without ignoring or putting aside our own culture? Because we need to bring our touch. We don't need to forget what we are. We don't need to learn new stuffs and just completely new stuffs, but we need to bring up something new to, to, to actually create a new world in another way, in a fusion way, I can say, yeah. where yeah. you can see African person with a, an Irish person sitting down together with a 100% of comprehension. Yeah. You need that, like, you need that fusion. And you are a perfect example of uh, that it is possible to integrate into society and still keep your own identity. And I think that's important, isn't uh, it? I don't know. If you say it, if you say, it I say yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you bring your children up in your own languages or you speak your language to, to them? Yeah. This one is a challenge. Before they go to school, no problem. Yeah. Because I know. We, use, we talk to them to our own language. We have French and Lingala, but Lingala is the main one. French because we, you know, we were colonized by Belgium and, and so on. So before they go to school, no problem. But once they start going to school, mm. that's where the trouble is. Because from the early start, you see a child coming back home with a homework in English. Mm. How can you explain something in different language? You see a homework with a word mommy. You have to make up a, a, a sentence because you just learned helping the child yeah. to learn how to, to make uh, phrases which language can you use to, to do that homework. From that point now, our own language is start kind of disappearing bit by bit until a level where you just end up speaking mostly English at home. English is kind of predominant now, even though we're trying to keep that the Lingala yeah. or French yeah. slightly, but it's still challenging really to yeah. keep them. Yeah, they seem to understand you anyway. Oh yeah, they yeah. understand and even speak. Okay. Except that they don't really want to speak all the languages, yeah. then really, really English. Yeah. And when they meet their other Congolese friends or children from Congolese parents that were born here, do they speak English to them? Between kids, what I notice is like they, they are all, oh, we Irish. They, they don't say that, but you feel, feel that, that yeah. they, they, we can speak English. Your parents are from different, <laughs> <laughs> different continents, like we from here, like yeah, we were yeah, born yeah. here. It'd be interesting to come back in 10 years' time when your children have grown up and go to college and see how they think then because in my family I see now they want to learn my language you see okay. they want to speak it 10 years ago so yeah, yeah I think that interest comes back I have an, a proper example example from my friend uh, he's in Belgium that friend he grew up at home talking to his child just in French at a certain point when the child goes in school they ask him how do you call this thing in your language the child doesn't know and we come back home crying when the child grew up 
what he did, he went back to Congo just for learning our language. Learning Can you imagine? Wow. Something that you could get at home That's easily. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how the interest comes up quickly back when they grow up. Like I, yeah. I would say, yes, you're right, yeah.